Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, I'm Kellyanne Taylor from Radio Times and welcome to this very special Christmas episode of View From My Sofa. Each week over the festive period, we'll be sitting down with the stars of TV to talk all things telly. What do they watch? Where do they watch? And who do they watch with? In this bumper Christmas special, I am joined by Mr. Christmas himself, the elf star and renowned comedy actor Will Ferrell and his co-star in Apple TV's latest Christmas film, Spirited, the Oscar-winning actress Octavia Spencer. The stars talk to me about their festive traditions, the worst Christmas presents they've ever received, and the difficulties of taking on an all-singing, all-dancing musical. Hello, Octavia. Well, welcome to View from My Sofa. How are we doing? Oh, I love your Look festive. At you. You're yes, very festive. Your professional microphone. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to the podcast. Guys, what is the view from your sofa at Christmas? Talk me through your festive setups at home. Where's your Christmas tree? Where are the prezzies? Where's the TV? We, this is going to sound weird, we hang our Christmas tree from the ceiling, upside down. No. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need pictures. <laughs> no, we have, we're fortunate enough to have a, a, a living room with a very high ceiling so we can get a very tall Christmas tree. It's great. Oh my God. Like a 10 foot tree. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you yeah. have it right at the fireplace or when you... No, it's it's by these windows. It's right by the piano. My son, Magnus, who's a wonderful musician, will come and play like jazz songs just as we like 
dress the tree with oh, ornaments. Oh, wow, that's and fantastic. I have two dogs that run around and eat eat Christmas ornaments that fall off the tree, things like that. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. I my uh, Christmas tree is uh, right in front of the fireplace, tucked in this little corner. And the crisp, the the TV is right next to it. Like, so it's all it's all in that little you need. It, is right there, and um, I I just kind of sit right there most of the holiday season <laughs> looking at that tree. So you light a fire and you watch TV. Oh, I don't light a fire oh, anymore. I, I okay. lit a fire once and I have the the burned wood there because okay. I turned it on and it went whoosh and oh. I so I I don't light fires yeah. okay. anymore. I'm sorry, okay. we don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What films are you guys watching over Christmas? What's your Christmas film go-to? I love uh, It's a Wonderful it's Life. It's a Wonderful Life. I, uh, a Christmas Story mm-hmm. is... Um, um, love Actually is actually is actually a love, great one. Love Actually. You, you I, lo- I, I you love, love it, actually. actually. Yeah. yeah. What are your own Christmas traditions? Well, mine have changed because, uh, um, you know, my niece I don't have kids so I like to go home and I have nieces and nephews but now they all have kids so it used to be that we you know just presented Christmas the same way where you know they would all come uh to the house and get their Christmas presents from all of us but now you know everybody just comes on Christmas Eve uh, grabs their gifts and oh just you know yeah like ah, we, they, we have they, a, they, a we, we have a little Christmas uh, a little Christmas party it's like a drive through no it's like a drive through <laughs> now like they all are ready they want to be at home when Santa comes and I understand that because yeah. you don't know if Santa we've tried to impress upon them that Santa will know where they are but it's like no we we want to be in our beds for Christmas and I understand that. Yeah. Because I wanted to be in my bed when Santa right. was coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, Will, what about you? What are your Christmas traditions? We now do Christmas on Christmas Eve. We'll have a nice dinner and and have all our family and uh, open presents that night. And, uh, yeah. Speaking of presents, what's the best and worst Christmas present you've ever been given? It wasn't a Christmas present. But the worst present I was ever given, I wanted a uh, megaphone. Do you call it megaphone here in the UK? Like a bullhorn, like <laughs> an electric, like as a kid, because I would see the, the the school, the teacher on the on the playground, but like, hey, everyone come back. I wanted one of those where you press, and it had a horn option, like, <laughs> so I said I wanted a megaphone, and they gave me a, technically a megaphone but it just a a cardboard one, which is just like a cone <laughs> that like a cheerleader would use. Oh, and I was what? like, oh. And then my folks were like, but it's a megaphone. I, was, <laughs> I know, but I wanted the, never mind. They didn't want you walking around the house. No, they, I just didn't describe it correctly. <sighs> that was a terrible day. Yeah, I, and, and I actually... It's not a gift that I actually received. It's the fact that I didn't get it. When I was younger, I wanted um, an easy bake oven from 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 Santa. I never never got it. Never never mm. quite got over that. Uh, and so nothing actually compares to to that, you know. But the best present I ever got was a video camera. But this is back in the day of VHS. So it was a huge, massive VHS video. But I made movies on that. I was about to say, do you have a lot of movies that you've made on? I carried that thing with me on trips. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Now, your new festive film is all singing, all dancing, Christmas merriment at its absolute finest. What makes this twist on the classic Dickens tale, A Christmas Carol, different to, as one character in the film brilliantly puts it, different to all the other countless adaptations we never asked for? (laughs) I loved that line. I thought, brilliant. Well, I think it... I think it's different for one one of those reasons being that we're irre, you know irreverent with the fact that we make fun that there are so many Christmas versions of Christmas Carol but it's it's different because it's really the story of the ghosts and how what they go through every year to find who their Scrooge is going to be and and that my character Christmas Present who's kind of the quarterback of the team is is for the first time wondering out loud if if it's doing any good, uh, if it's actually making a dent in in how we're treating each other, you know, in terms of humanity. And what does Christmas mean to you guys? You know, this film very much feels when you come away, it's got that sense of everyone's redeemable, it's got those lovely kind of Christmas messages, but what does it mean to you and what message did you want to get across? Hmm. I, I think for the purpose of what we're, we're here for, I honestly view Christmas as the time of year that you fill your cup uh, back up with, mm-hmm. with, with, with goodness and kindness. And when your cup is filled, by the end of the year, it will be depleted. So you have to fill it back up with all of life's uh, trials and tribulations. So it's about uh, love. It's about kindness. It's about gratitude mm-hmm. and uh, being grateful for all that you have and um, understanding that uh, some people may not have it uh, as as well as you do. But if we all do a little good. Yeah. It, it, there's a ripple effect that it has yeah. um, uh, for everyone else. You see how I did that? I just kind of wove Perfect. it in. Just wove it in. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a chance to to slow down, take some time, remember how important your relationships are with good friends and family. That it's really all about that. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, never pay retail prices. You can always wait for the sales. <laughs> that That's probably the main message. Why did you both join this project? What attracted you to it? And Octavia, especially for you, because this is slightly different to what I'm very used to seeing you in, which is these big, dramatic, very serious, very beautifully crafted roles. Not that this isn't beautifully crafted, but it's a lot lighter. Oscar winning. Oh well, hello. Oscar winning. But you know what I what I what I see well, first of all, Sean Anders um, Mm. is a brilliant director, writer. He and John Norris um, wrote this amazing story. And it's one that we've We've seen a lot, as you said. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of iterations of of uh, a Christmas Carol, but never from the ghost perspective. And it makes for a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it, and and it reintroduces us in a way to to Dickens that we've never actually thought of. You know, like what what it how what would this 
actually be or how would it actually be coming from their perspective? Um, and I wanted to be a part of it, A, because, you know, I, I think they're brilliant storytellers. Sean is a, a really wonderful uh, comedic uh, director. And I love that he also, it's a departure for him that we're doing this this musical. Yeah. And um, it was a way to stretch and to be challenged. And I didn't know I would stretch this much. I should actually feel like, you know, I could do yoga, you know, <laughs> now <laughs> after doing this role. It was there was a lot of um, of uh, gymnastics, you know, mental yeah. and physical that one has to do for for a role like this. If you guys were visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present or future, which would you be the most apprehensive or excited to meet? And what do you think they would say to you? I'd be nervous about the future. I'd be nervous about the future. Yeah. And we'll never know what they're going to say. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No one's and that horrible bony finger pointing at you. Oof. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. very terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of kind of your preparation, how did you master the singing and dancing aspects of the musical? Did you encounter any difficulties along the way? Uh, it, was, it was every second. <laughs> yeah, there were the, difficulties. The singing and dancing. Uh, <laughs> you guys had a lot of numbers, yeah. a lot of numbers. So I'm glad that I only had a couple that I had to learn. And then, but you guys had a lot of heavy lifting. And we have a little uh, section of tap that. It's not that long in the movie, but just that section took took about a month to get down. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, if you don't regularly tap, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, but I mean, it was very much a three steps forward, two steps back kind of process. Mm -hmm. And even when, because you go in at a time you pre-record the songs, even when we thought, our stuff was done, they'd bring you back in because one section, they want a little more emphasis on this one word or this mm -hmm. phrase or because they were, they wanted it to be perfect the whole way through. Not to mention, we just assumed, okay, we've got it recorded. Now we just have to stand there and go. When, but, you know, when they're like, I found what are you out? doing putting this microphone on me? Yeah. We're going to lip sync. They're like, no, 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 you're going to sing too. <laughs> but we already recorded it. No, you're going to sing as well. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. was, I, I learned that from you, actually, yeah. because I remember when I finished recording my yeah. songs, you said, you know, oh, the singing. And I, I, I didn't want to hurt your feelings because yeah. I knew you had more to do. Right. But I knew they told me I was done. Yeah. And they said, well, now you're free to perform. And I'm like, oh, I'm free to perform. perform. And then you said, said to me uh, in one of our, our dance yeah. uh, uh, subsequent dance uh, uh, rehearsals, yeah. you said, are you ready for the live singing? And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> We're live singing this? What are you talking about? We're not live. Whew. Yeah. 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 Well, this isn't your first festive film rodeo, having also starred in Christmas hit classic Elf. What did you tell your children about meeting Santa? Did they ever ask what it was like? No, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Do they have they never seen Elf? They have. They, they've seen it bits and pieces. My oldest son actually couldn't. He couldn't finish watching the movie because he he got so sad when Buddy has to leave the North Pole and float off on the iceberg, and also the time when James Caan yells at me to get out of his life. He was like, I can't, I can't oh, take it. Can't do it. I can't take it, yeah. 
Does it feel strange when you're filming outside of festive months? You think it would. You you think it would. You get on set and it, it just it didn't. You're surround. You know, it it looks Christmassy on set, and you just kind of. I don't know, fall into it. You fall into it. The only thing yeah. was um, it was hot right. uh, when we did the the, the walk and talk. Yes. Uh, and we were in the coats. But, you know, by the time the sun actually went down, you know, uh, yeah. it started to get a little cooler. Right. But that was it. It was it was never yeah. as daunting as I as, yeah. as I thought that part would be. What was your favorite on set moment from this film? And did you finish off filming with a big Christmas dinner? yeah i walked around with a turkey leg (laughs) when we wrapped i handed out turkey legs to everyone as a celebratory moment and everyone started hitting each other with these roasted (laughs) turkey legs i mean i feel like there there were a lot of that night getting to shoot with octavia walking along our kind of date scene that Mm -hmm. was like that was I love that song. I love singing that duet with you. I love how sweet that moment is. But it was really intimidating. So it was just to sing in front of all these people. And there were people on their boats. There were people on their boats (laughs) going, nice job. uh, (laughs) So that was really, but it was so sweet and and fun to do. I loved, uh, there's a big number called Good Afternoon where we're marching through the streets of of, uh, Victorian London and uh, Ryan and I, that was so complicated and there were very few takes where we both got it right. (laughs) Either I would mess up or he would mess up and there was one where we, we made it all the way through, and we were off camera. We just hugged each other <laughs> and almost burst into tears because we were like, I think we got it. Uh, so, you know, that when you kind of are, you know, all for one and one for all on, on a movie like this, the, the, that's it's so fun when you actually get it all right. Okay, well, thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you thank for you. having us. Thanks for listening to series one of View From My Sofa. It has been an incredible experience launching this brand new show and getting to talk to some of the biggest names in telly, from Daniel Radcliffe to Letitia Wright to Helen Fielding. I have absolutely loved hearing from listeners and please do continue to write in to podcast at radiotimes.com to let us know your thoughts on our first series which guests you've most enjoyed listening to, and of course, which guests you'd most love to hear on series two. We'll be taking a short break and returning with you from my sofa in the spring of next year. But in the meantime, for your weekly fix of all things telly, do tune into Smart TV, which will be back in January and out every Friday. Until then, have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. (laughs) 